A while ago, we started the service off with a, a song. I don't even know when I learned that song. I don't know if I was six months or four years old. Love lifted me. Has anybody in here ever been lifted by love before? How many of you have ever went looking for love in all the wrong places? It ain't there. It ain't there. That's why they call it the wrong places. <laughs> it ain't there. You can't find it. But there's some... Well, let me tell you this real quick. Um, we, we love multitudes so much, and I had a, a beautiful young lady or ladies that asked me, when you come in every Sunday morning, if you would help them uh, just by checking in there, or if you need help, see them over there, because they're, they're really trying to, to be trained right and do God's work. And, and, we, and we love them. We love y'all. And if you would help them out, with their dream team job on Sunday, you, you're, you, you, just by loving it, you, you would lift them up. So when you come in next Sunday morning, I want you, I want you to, or Wednesday night, we, we, you know, we open this place on Wednesday night. And um, you can just come in and lift somebody right smack dab up by signing in. And that'll make them grow. But the, the word I love, it says, because I was sinking deep in sin, far, far, far from the peaceful shore. And you know, that's the thing about when you're in the world, you don't, you don't really have peace because the only real peace there is, is in Jesus. He is our peace. And so we might have things that make us happy and happy and joy and happy and peace are not the same thing. Happiness is temporary, and it's usually based on an action or some materialistic type thing or some kind of achievement, you know, and then it's gone, and you're, you're waiting for it. But peace is something that you have all the time. And uh, when I was sinking deep in sin, I, I was a long way from real peace. And when I think about peace, I think about hope. And everybody in this building today that's of any age at all, you know that hope is in high demand these days. Amen? We hope in everything. We hope that it will get better. We hope we'll get more money. We hope that we will feel better. We hope that things will change. We hope that people will do right. We just got a lot of hope. Some of you will hope that I hurry up real soon. But, and, I, and, and you might get your hope today. But, but let me tell you. It seems completely impossible at times, but there is a scripture that I want you to try your best to hang on to this verse. If you can't hang on to all of them today, it's found in the book of Romans. It's chapter 5. In fact, if you have a phone or a tablet or anything else, or if you've got some good eyes, you can look up behind me and you can see it. And this is what... Romans 5 5 says and hope maketh not ashamed that means you you don't have to worry about real genuine hope it's not going to let you down because the love of God 
is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. I, I got to read it again, and I want you to listen real close this time. Hope maketh not ashamed because, the reason being, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Now, that right there is pretty much the whole message in one, it's just kind of encapsulated in one scripture because when your love is in God and of God and for God, then it's kind of like shed abroad. It's, it's multiplied. It's duplicated. It, it transcends you. It, it just goes out from you. That's what the love of God, and, and it's by the power of the Holy Spirit, and which is given to us. And so... When, when you've got this kind of love for God, you've got this kind of love from God, come, it comes back through you, and everywhere you go, it doesn't matter about your circumstances, but here's, here, here's the beauty of this. It doesn't matter about your circumstances because this love for God and this love that God just reciprocates right back to me. It, it, it just comes right through me and out from me. And then it doesn't matter what's going on around me or even to me because of this kind of love, man. It's a back and forth. It's not a one-way street either way. But because it's God's love, for God is love. And when we have that kind of love for God and that love from God coming in and through us, then a lot of people might use the terminology, well, he or she, they're happy-go-lucky. No, we're not. It doesn't have anything to do with happy or lucky. That's the name of hunting dogs, amen? It ain't got nothing to do with that. It's got something to do that I'm in love with a God that loves me more than I could ever love him, and it's just pouring in me and through me, and everywhere I go, that's the only thing that really tickles my fancy, and people can see it, in it, even if I'm struggling or suffering. And so that's why real hope can only come from God, that you can have it and that you can even give it. Now, there's three things about love that you can learn today, and it'll help you today, but it'll help you 10 years from now if you, if you remember and if you apply it. Lord, I need you to anoint me, though, because I'm reading out of your word, God, and I need you to anoint my ears so I can hear, Lord. I, I, I can't get in the way. Lord, if I get in the way, people are going to leave empty, and I'm going to leave empty, God. So help me to decrease so you can increase and anoint us to hear. We rebuke any distraction, and we give this to you. Hallelujah. It's your home, and we thank you, and it's your word, and we bless you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. The first thing I want to tell you about love is that you are loyal. No questions asked to the one you love. Now, I need to just spend a minute or two here because you, you might get carried away on that. And you might say, well, yeah, I love, I love my wife or I love my child. Listen, I'm telling you, you and me, we are loyal to the one we love. Now, when I say the one we love, I do not necessarily mean a person, but I don't rule them out. It, the one can be a thing. It can be, 
It, it can be anything. It can be a place. It can be an activity. It can be, it can be a schedule. That's, it, it can be anything. And I will tell you, pastoring, I have learned this, and, and, and just being a Christian, I have learned, and so have many of you. You've witnessed this, or you've been caught by this. What you love, you are loyal to at any expense. It doesn't matter if it's pertaining to your work, pertaining to your children, pertaining to things that you, if it's at the expense of what God has ordained as, as his house, his time, or even outside the church, prayer or devotion or spending time with God or doing things that's going to matter eternally in the end instead of just kind of, it's superficial. It's only good for right now. Then that's what you are loyal to. And you and I both will make sure because we've been groomed, you see, and we've been taught to have this kind of mentality and attitude toward God and his house and the things of his kingdom. We've had, well, God, want, God understands, you know, uh, I have to do this or we've got to do this because this is going to generate this or this is going to happen or if I don't do this, this might happen. And so what we love or what we fear or what we really want, that's what we're loyal to. There was a story at the end of Joshua's life when he was about to die. And Joshua knew the people around him. He also knew the enemies around the people that were around him. And Joshua had a, a, a last-minute powwow, and he called... He called all the elders. He called all the people that were in any type of leadership. Or he called them to him. And he told them this. He said, y'all need to remember one thing. He said, it's God and only God that has made a way for it. And I'm paraphrasing, but you can read it verbatim later on. He said, it's God that has been good to us. It's God that's made a way. It's God that's protected us from our enemies. It's God that's helped us win wars. It's God that has spared us when we should have been annihilated. It's God and only God. He said, and I'm dying, but I'm going to tell you this. When I'm gone, you better remember what I'm telling you, that it's only God that you are alive and breathing today and able to move and have your being and enjoy your family. It's nobody or nothing else, and you need to be loyal to him. And the Bible says in the 23rd chapter, this is the scripture. This is, he was landing the plane of life. He said, take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves. See, you can't control everybody. You can't even control your children or your spouse or e even your colleagues or friends or co-workers. But you can take heed yourself that you make sure that you love the Lord your God. Because the people around you, even your children, 
maybe your spouse, maybe your close friends, your relatives, your co-workers, they will clock out at the right time and they will give up. They will not be dependable and it will be something that's out of their control. He said, but I'm telling you, God has never failed me. He's never failed us. And you better make sure when I'm gone, somebody's still here to continue to love the Lord your God. That's what he said. I ran across something the other day. It didn't burn me up. I don't even know that it scorched me. But it did kind of tick me off and get my attention because, and I didn't read the article, but it was, it was a picture on the side of the Bible side I was on. It said 10 things that your husband really doesn't like. And that thing struck me. Now, let me just go on and tell you, I'm a husband. I'm a great husband. The only time I wished Angie and the history of ministry would have amen would have been right there. <laughs> and I didn't get it. But I want to tell you on a very serious note, and I've gone over this with as many people as I can remember that I've ever married, conducted a ceremony, and, and that is one of the major problems in every marriage, uh, well, I'll just say in every relationship. And this is why this thing kind of got me. The focus should never be on me or on ten things that a husband doesn't like, or ten things that a wife really doesn't like. I'm going to tell you something, folks, because when two people, and I am talking about marriage at this very moment, when two people come together, there is supposed to be death before there can ever be life. And every divorce I have ever known about, and I've known about many, has been... When somebody quit dying, every time, I don't care if he run around on her, she ran around on him, he got caught up in this, she got caught, I don't care what the, the scenario is. Every single incident is when somebody quit dying. Because in order for two to be one, you got to die, man. If one is all that good, don't get married is what I tell people. If you all that, if there's 10 things that's really bothering some, listen, you're not ready. And I'm going to tell you this too while we're on this note. If you're really going to love God, this is week one of a four-week series, by the way, Love Lifted Me. I'm glad 2,000 years ago that the love of Jesus Christ lifted me out of that wayward sinking sand I was in. And one thing you need to know, more than marriage with a, 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 between a man and a woman, is this right here. When, when you love God, you're going to be loyal to Him. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how long you've been a Christian or if you are not even saved yet. When, when you love God, it needs to look like Spiritually, it needs to look like a, a Calvary 
picture scene all over again. It needs to look like, and it's supposed to be if it's genuine salvation. You, I wouldn't look at the time. I was making sure 911 wasn't coming, so there you go. When you die and you go to Mount Calvary, you're not just supposed to fill out a card or get a sticker. It's supposed to look like now you are dying. Jesus has already died at the cross, and now you are dying. And if you have not died, that's why you are not loving God and you can't be loyal to God because you haven't died to yourself, so you can love God at that level. Now, I'm going somewhere with every bit of or I'm not, but the Lord is. You can't. As long as we've got to take into consideration me or you or this or that, you are only going to be loyal to the one and the what you love. And, I, and it just gets all over me. I, I hear stuff like, well, you know, or when couples get in arguments, they start pointing out each other. I go, whoop, whoop, somebody's alive again. Somebody's alive. Somebody come back to life. Somebody come back to life. What happened? What happened? So I'm telling you, you cannot be loyal to God and love God until you completely die over and over and over and over again to yourself. You can't do it. Now, there's some good news here, and it's actually in the second point, and I don't want to cry. But I'm going to. We can love because God has given us the spirit of love. And that's the scripture. I've told you this on numerous occasions. In my parents' house that they had, my mama had Bible verses written down and I, I actually kept this. It, it was a torn piece of paper about that big. She had Philippians 4.13 written on there. And then she had the reference for 2 Timothy 1.7 on there. It's hanging on my truck window right now. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, Okay? God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Well, I'm, I'm afraid all the time, Opie. Quit being loyal to everything else and be loyal to God and you will no longer have to worry about the spirit of fear. Now I'm going to tell you what God does give you. Three things in this passage. He doesn't give us the spirit of fear so we know who does. So what does He give us? He gives us the spirit or he gives us power. The second thing he gives us is the spirit of love. If he doesn't give us the spirit of fear, he gives us the spirit of power or power. He gives us the spirit of love and he gives us a sound mind or the spirit of a sound mind. So, I want, to tell, I want to go back to that second point real quick, if you would, Derek, because I want to point out something on that, that, that second lower third, if you would. 
And this says right here, we can love because, and I need to spend a minute right here. See, you can't love God and be loyal to Him if you're still hating somebody else. And you can say, oh, I was raped, I was beaten, I was molested, I was left homeless, we were left like this, this happened, that happened. Let me tell you something. When you love God and you're loyal to God, God can give you the spirit of love. You can't do it on your own, but God out of His grace and mercy can give that spirit of love to you. Because the devil will always be around to remind you of what it was and how bad it was. I just had a conversation a week ago with somebody about the same thing. God don't give us fear, but he does give us the spirit of love. And so you can love. You can love. You can love God because he gives you love that you can love him back with. And you can love everybody else. And I'm going to talk about this in another week or two. So don't tell me I can't do it. I just can't do it. It was bad. I know I heard you. I've read the Bible. But listen, if you can love God and be loyal to Him, He can give you what you don't have right now. Because He will see that you are just like Him. He'll see His Son through you and He says, they're ready. I can give it to them. The third thing I want to tell you that you can do To get from love, number three is when you love God or loving God assures us. Of the outcome. But okay, I just was told on Friday. And you can fill in the blank. I just heard about this on Friday. My child was just treated this way last week. My family members received this kind of news. And you're telling me I can be assured of the outcome when I've already heard the, the progress report, the diagnosis? I'm telling you that. But I'm only telling you because the Word said that. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, and we know that all things, and you need to say that with me today, all things work together for good to them that love God. Stop right there. You mean my answer may be in the fact that I need to love God? I thought I loved him, but I'm not really loyal, loving, or loyal in love with God. Very, very, very true. It could be that way. It might be that what you've been banging your head, what you've been waking up and coming here at 7 o'clock, or praying at home or on your way to work, it very well could be that that's where your answer is. About it working out. Well, it's done. I, I, the papers have already been drawn up. It's already been served. 
All things work together for good. It's late, Opie. This has already happened. Listen to me, church. I wish I could preach it the way I feel it. But Lazarus was so dead that he stunk. What was the difference? Jesus loved his father so much that he was willing to drink that bitter cup on the cross. So when he called out Lazarus' name, he had no choice but to wake up from the dead and rise again and walk on this earth. And it's no different for us. If you love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, your mind, and your strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, all things really do work out together for good. But you've got to love God. You've got to love God. And I just want to ask you this before we pray. And that is how... I'm new, Opie, or I'm not really saved, but how can I show him that I love him? What, what can I do? I mean, I, I can tell him, God, I love you. Listen, can I go back to the very first thing I've, I've said probably a dozen times? You are loyal to what you love. See, there's, there's no guesswork. I remember when um, I think it's Tractor Supply, the uh, mobile store, uh, phone stores there. I remember many years ago when Caitlin was in monastics. She called it, it, it was gymnastics, but it was monastics. And I, I can see that baby in them blue little spandex lid tars, white when it had like red and blue stars on it and that little curly hair bouncing across the floor. And if I'm not mistaken... I believe she that there was a, a gym in there, a gymnastics uh, gym in there where they taught children and, and uh, teens, I think, competitive gymnastics. I think her, her time was 4 o'clock. And one day, and she loved it. One day, I remember this, and for some reason or another, I got her there a few minutes late. And, of course, when we got there, um, the lady and, and, and the young girl that was working, they, they took her in and, and went ahead and started working with her on different things. But that thing bothered that child that day. And it, it, it really bothered her. And she, she said, Daddy, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And she wasn't about three years old. And it blows my mind how well she kept up with time back then. But she did. And that thing tore me up so bad. And I, I've never even breathed this at her or Angie or anybody. But that thing bothered me so bad. I said, I don't care 
whose feelings I got to hurt. Because you know that's what it comes down to. I won't never be late again for this child's appointment. Now why did I have that attitude? Because it, it broke my heart. And I was going to make sure I was loyal to that baby and where she was supposed to be. And it didn't matter who, what, if, anything. When I say we are loyal to who or what we love, and I'm talking about God, that's exactly what I mean. You'll tell people, I don't care if it's prayer time, if it's church time, if it's something that's what, and it can be external away from the church. I'm not preaching to church. I'm preaching a lifestyle and an attitude here. I don't care what it is. When you are loyal to God, you will make sure you don't care whose feelings you hurt. I've got to take care of God first. That's probably the best thing I've said all morning right there. You will make sure that you take care of God first before anything else when you're loyal to him. That's the people, by the way, he's looking for. People that understand that. And when we do that, we, we, we tell God. It's like proving, God, you are the, the most important thing in my life. And I, I don't want nobody, nothing, I don't want anything else the way I want you. I don't want anything else. The things of this world have to grow strangely dim compared to God if you're ever going to love God at this level and be loyal and then start seeing how everything just works out together for good. Let's pray. Father, today, Lord, I know that you are here. I know that you're going to do a mighty work in the lives of every person in this building or people that are not able to be here that's watching online. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us to see today that when we make our mind up during this season of love that we're entering, that the whole world celebrates, God, help us to think about it different this year. Help us to look at it and think about being loyal to you and loving you in a way that we could never, ever, ever imagine before. And then, God, we will start having hope that the world really wants to know more about. God, we, we will start seeing things that just all of a sudden start working out. God, we will start loving people that we, we have not been able to love or let go so we could because you will give us the spirit of love. God, I pray in the name of Jesus today, God, that you would help me to see that you were loyal to me 2,000 years ago. And that's why you gave Jesus. That's why you gave Jesus so that I could be saved, so that I could be redeemed. And God, I praise you for it.